0: to the reset button with your host Dylan Tweeney. Today I'm talking with Holly Wood. She's a seminarian and uh, recently licensed to practice as a chaplain. She's about to become an interfaith minister with a ministry that she calls Nothing Mountain. It offers a Taoist approach to uh, ecological matters, caring for the world from uh, what she calls the earthworm level, uh, growing things, uh, planting and learning to uh, cultivate and care for the earth and the water and the things around us, the creatures around us from, from the bottom up. I got to know her on Twitter first and I reached out to her to ask her what she's doing, what kind of practices that she's doing during this particularly stressful time and I was surprised by her answer, which is chanting, which as she puts it, is a, a, a powerful and easily accessible way of meditation that offers calming uh, effects and stabilizing effects that can be very difficult otherwise to achieve in normal sitting meditation, but which are quite easy to do with certain kinds of chanting. So without further ado, let's listen to my conversation with Hollywood.
1: So Hollywood, thank you very much for joining me on the reset button. I've been a fan of yours on Twitter for a while, and I really like what you're laying down there. Um, One of the reasons I wanted to invite you to speak here is because the reset button is about kind of, I I see what we're going through right now in the last two months of sheltering in place and kind of everything being like this great pause. seems like it's also an opportunity for personal and societal and cultural transformation. I kind of see it as a chance to push the reset button and think about we want to happen when things start happening again, things are going to go off in a different direction. And I think we need to think about that. So the first question I wanted to ask you is, you know, the, this time is really stressful and anxiety producing. There's a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people. Is there a like what practice for you, what personal practice helps you cope and helps you manage what 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 can people use concretely and practically to to feel more grounded or less anxious or more calm?
2: So the practical answer to that for me personally is uh chanting, which has been like mm. a life changing form of meditation for me uh in the last couple of years. So um, when I was in New York City, when I was living in New York City, one of the things I used to love doing was going to the Bhakti Center in Manhattan and doing um, kirtan chanting, which they hold on Tuesday and Thursday nights, and gets me into a really different state of mind that I'm not used to experiencing in New York, which I only used to experience and I now experience all the time when I'm hiking. And so there is this sense of communion that's produced through rhythmic chanting, especially in a group setting like Kirtan, um, mm. that is liberating and joyful and fills my spirit up with a lot of happiness. And it's really accessible. Like meditation is actually very, very difficult. To, um, I've been doing it for a really long <laughs> yeah. time. And it's a very, it's it's tricky and it's painful and it forces you into a lot of uncomfortable situations, um, believe it or not, and it's...
1: It can it cause anxiety mean, for a lot of people, and, and exactly For a lot of it. people,
2: it sure yeah. can, and it, it's a very, because it's, it's hard, and people just, you know, corporations sell mindfulness to produce, like, you know, increase productivity, but, like, there's a lot more to it than just being mindful, like, there's different kinds of meditation, mm-hmm. and there's different analytic practices that you bring into your awareness, and... It's, you know, as someone who teaches meditation now, I'm just like, it's not as simple as we're made out to be when we, like, come into a workshop and teach a class on mindfulness for 45 minutes. I was like, that's not it. Yeah. If I could teach it in 45 minutes, then that's not it. (laughs) It's just not. And so. so,
1: Right. uh, So chanting, uh, like, how, how do you.
2: Go ahead. uh,
1: If you can't, like, you can't, most of us can't chant with a group right now.
2: Oh, you can chant with recordings. Uh Spotify has been a huge resource for me to find a uh, really good chanting. Uh Krishna Das is obviously like the OG I guess when it comes to Kirtan in America. Um but you know, there's a lot of other different artists that are um entering this arena. Uh and you can just sort of go with it. And like the classic Kirtan is Hare Krishna, right? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Krishna like and you can do it. Mm. Um, with a recording there's tons of recordings of Hare Krishna mm-hmm. um, and I mean you could do research on it and Kundalini Yoga also incorporates a lot of mantra into its practices and so there's a lot of good ones there to look up like Ramadasa. Um and just they're all centered around very specific tonal sounds and it sounds like it shouldn't work but it really does as a form of meditation is if you really engage your whole body and embody the chanting, like not just sing the words, like really explore how different tonal sounds and resonances appear in your body and show up in your body. It creates a meditation experience for you an embodiment practice that it's hard to teach. <laughs> like I could never teach this. Yeah. Um, yoga instructors, maybe. I'm not a yogi. Like I can't, do it. I try. Everyone I know is a yogi now, except me. So I'm very clumsy <laughs> and 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 not coordinated at all. But chanting does a similar thing in that it brings awareness into your body and different parts of your body and how different feelings are blocked. Yeah. Depending on like it, it, it just brings a whole lot of dimensionality to your physical awareness um, yeah. that you're not used to paying attention to, especially if you don't sing. Like I I sing barely, but like now that I do, you know, chanting every day, I do chant like hours a day. So, wow. um, like I'll chant when I was commuting to my chaplaincy program, I would chant for an hour there and chant for an hour back, and I used to chant a good amount of the day too, because you know I had to walk through a lot of hallways <laughs> just sort of chanting to myself the whole day, and everyone knew it. Wow. Uh, and it just Became a practice and it's just, so, so for hours a day I do chant and that helps a lot. <laughs> a lot. Like a lot. Like I can't stress that enough. It helps a lot.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I have only a little experience with chanting. There are a few chants. There's an Om Manu Padme Hum chant that, uh, when I listen to it on YouTube, um just kinda like gets me very quickly into that I guess it's an alpha wave state or there's some brain state that it's just like, I'm just totally transported. It's very energizing and very, um, calming, um, at the same time. And it's, I, there's just something about the rhythmic nature of it. And I hear what you're saying about the voice and the feeling it in the body and so forth. So that's a great recommendation. So my second question is a less personal, it's more outward bound, like outward focused as we prepare to enter the next stage, like what is most needed? What what is the area that you think we we need to focus on or would benefit from focusing on to enable the transformation? <laughs> what was it?
2: Black women. Black women. Black liberation.
1: Black women.
2: Right from the root, right? That's what Angela Davis said. Do whatever Angela Davis said. <laughs> <laughs> like I really don't feel like we're listening to black women.
1: I really don't mm. like
2: i like if there's there's one group that we're not listening to enough of it's black women, especially black single mothers. Oof, yeah. they're not getting heard, <laughs> I'm sure they yeah. have a lot to say. That would yeah. be my answer to that <laughs> like whatever black black single mothers have to say, we should be listening to them because they're at the root of this, like they are they are made to suffer undue burdens by society that has vilified them, has criminalized them, has, like, honestly, I think the way forward is to listen to them and and to answer the call for what they need, because liberating them would liberate everyone.
1: Well, Holly, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me um, on this uh, Experimental Fledgling podcast. Um, I've really enjoyed getting to know you um in real time a little bit and hearing a little bit about uh about your life about chanting um and about uh about your work so thank you so much for taking the time.
2: Well thank you.
0: If you're interested in more from Hollywood, you can follow her on Twitter at girlziplocked. That's G I R L Z I P L O C K E D. Girlziplocked. GirlZipLocked. And she's also got a Patreon at patreon.com slash girlziplocked. After our conversation, she sent me links to some chants, which I will share in the show notes for this episode. I listened to some of them and some other chants that I'd listened to before. And I just want to add a little warning that for me anyway, driving while chanting is maybe not such a good idea. I didn't attempt it, but I did find that, uh, Some of these chants were very, very engaging and kind of took over my brain and brought me into a different state of mind that wasn't necessarily the most focused on uh, immediate things happening quickly around me. I did find, however, that she's spot on. This is a powerful way of getting into a meditative state. I'll end this episode with a minute of poetry. Actually, probably less than a minute. Today's poem comes from Tiny Words. It was published on May 11th, 2020. And it's a mini poem or haiku, free-form haiku, by Jean LeBlanc. Waning moon, arranging flowers in her mother's hands. Thanks for visiting. With the reset button, I'd love to hear from you if you have suggestions about guests for future episodes or thoughts about this episode or any previous one. You can uh, please subscribe to this podcast on any platform that you you like subscribing to podcasts on. And if you want more poetry, like what I just read, visit tinywords.com. It publishes one haiku or other micro poem almost every weekday and has been doing so since 2000, so coming up on 20 years. Thanks again for listening. I know you're there, and I'm very glad.